Dime, dime, ¿cómo fue tu día? Endam sueños mejor con tiempo cada año como vino tinto. No estoy aquí para jugar. This is Unfiltered Vitamin Z brought to you by Zaid. Season 14. What is that? Episode 4? 4? 5? I'm gonna go with 4. Um, this is Story Time Brothel. So I had a post. Let me pull it up on my Instagram real quick. Um, follow Unfiltered Vitamin Z on Instagram and Zaid UFZ for music updates and cool shit like that. Um, and Zaid.com too for the email list. You know what I'm saying? Mamba Mondays. I'll be sending out newsletters and shit. Let me go to my. I had a. I came across an article which was interesting because. Yes, it was talking about how the pandemic makes prostitution taboo in Nevada's legal brothels. Because, you know, like. Nevada's pretty tourist dependent. So when you had a pandemic, it's like the only place in America where someone could legally pay for sex. So normally you could just drive outside Vegas and, you know, fulfill almost any type of sexual desire and fantasy. But, you know, a big but in this case is that casinos open and right now they're like on practically at full capacity when it comes to, no, I don't think employees, I think when it comes to Just the casino floor itself, but not really the brothels. So it's messed up because, you know, in this line of work, it's kind of revolved around heavily around health. As much as it gets a taboo in terms of like, oh, that's disgusting shit like that. But a friend of mine, his grandma one time said, and I agree with this shit, personal experience. A lot of times prostitutes are going to be cleaner than most of the girls you fucking with on the streets. That's just a fact because it's. Bad for business if they sick and they getting motherfuckers sick. So, no, they got to keep themselves clean. So, it's just the issue when it comes to this because if prostitutes aren't clean, not just from COVID, then they get sick and can't work. And the customers get sick and get pissed. Now, if it's an illegal situation, now there can be lawsuits too because it's as soon as you clean. You know what I'm saying? It's like me going to a restaurant to eat a plate of food. Like, I'm assuming you guys got some standards in that kitchen and shit. You know what I'm saying? But what you end up having is in Spain, on the other hand, is that it's like gray area. So Spain has a very great job of certain things not being illegal, but it's not really legal either. It's always a bunch of gray areas because there's a bunch of shit they just want to avoid. And prostitution is just one of those things a lot of people just kind of want to avoid talking about. Not like Amsterdam or Singapore or Australia, where it's legal, it's regulated. You know, you see the stores and everything, and those girls get tested. But here, there are brothels. I've been to one, actually. And I had sex in one of them, if you were asking. Now, I was kind of skeptical at first because of the address. That just wasn't, it was a very inconspicuous place. I had passed by that place so many times without even realizing, oh, shit, I just, it's just a normal building. But when you get in there, it's like, it's dark as fuck. That's the first thing. Um, when you're going up the stairs, anything you got to be quiet. I didn't see there wasn't like any security or anything. So that's the thing. If it's just legal, you can have those little like buttons that they have in the ones in Amsterdam, where you know if the girl feels like something's wrong or she's scared or something, she can press that button and boom, it sets out. It's like a silent alarm. And uh, I don't think they had that there. And I think they only had like one camera when you enter, just to see if like you coming in like hella drunk or some shit like that. But it was super cool. It was casual. It was good conversation. It was a very clean environment. 
She even watched my penis before we started doing anything. But when I was in Vegas, you go on the website for the places in the desert. And it's like, it's kind of weird because you call them. Sometimes they answer. They don't have the best customer service over the phone either. And then when you email them, it literally says like the girl will have like a whole list of shit that she specializes in. And it will be from like specific types of fantasies or if it's like specifically just blowjobs. Or if it's some other weird position shit, whatever it is, a girl will tell you it's on her like list of requirements, and then it's like background, and it's it's literally you know it's like a whole profile shit, and you can email them individually. And here's the thing, on the whole website, you can't find prices. So basically, I think my my opinion is that they try to just get you there, period. And they have an ATM there, of course. And then once you're there, boom, they just start trying to rack up as much shit on you as possible because they even have like weekend getaways and shit like you could be staying there like over two three nights and imagine what type of bill that'll rack up you know what i'm saying and then when i finally got a hold of them because i wasn't getting any email responses from the prostitutes i was emailing and then i got a phone call back saying um that they that they were closed and that they had constantly been postponing a possible opening date because they don't know anything from the government so shit happens what can i say but the one here in Spain, you can't really be telling motherfuckers about it because you kind of want to like text them before you get there. But then they get random calls from a lot of people all the time anyway. And I think a big percentage of like men in Spain use prostitutes. So that's why I think it's like in a very open gray area. Probably I like weed is in a gray area as well. There's legal ways to smoke weed in, in, in Spain, of course, cultivation and growing it is um and transporting it is illegal but there are you know associations and smoker lounges but what's interesting about prostitution that i think is even in a bigger gray area i think it's even less taboo because i don't think an older dude would tell an 18 year old kid about i talk to them about smoking weed or whether or not they smoke weed but i definitely think that an older dude might tell that 18 year old like yo if you haven't had sex yet why don't you go over to this brothel i feel like that's probably way more normal and less taboo than it is to talk about weed. And um, yeah, I think that's how long have I been talking? Six minutes. See, quick story time. That's literally all it is. Um, so yeah, my advice to anybody seeking out prostitutes is one. I don't want to say beggars can't be choosers because in this case it's a business, so you can be a little picky. Now, in the general scheme of process, I just give you a micro. But in the macro, in the general scheme of prostitution, it's glorified to a point where people think, oh, it's glamorous and they hire private escorts. That's a very small minority of prostitution. Most of it is pretty, is pretty disgusting. It's, it's a lot of sex trafficking. It's a lot of women coming from horrible circumstances. And, I, I, and the problem with it as well is that for a lot of girls, it's a short-term solution. And unfortunately, the longer you're in it, the harder it is you realize it, um, it is to get out. And eventually, you know, three, four, five years pass by and it's like, well, how do you, what do you tell, you, you know, you go out on interviews and shit, it's like dealing drugs. Like you don't have anything on your record. You have been working technically, but not for an employer. So you can't tell somebody, well, what have you been doing the past three, four years? There's nothing on your resume that suggests anything, you know, you've been doing the past three years. So shit like that becomes kind of difficult to explain. Um... You know what I mean? Especially in the black market. Say, I do feel like it should be decriminalized. That way you could not punish the women first and foremost. And one, keep them in a healthy, clean, and safe environment. 
so it can be regulated. Because the sex workers in Nevada, they pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? They pay probably more taxes than major corporations. So when you have that regulation, you know, you can create those in, these environments uh, like Singapore did and Australia did. I think the divorce rate in Australia even dropped after they legalized prostitution. And then the second thing is the big most important thing is to give these girls an out. So when you decriminalize it and, and it becomes less of a stigma, the girls left that want to be working this because, you know, there's girls that want to be strippers too. There's girls that are, that like what they do and want to keep doing it. All right, that's fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody here trying to save nobody. Everybody just give people an out when they want to. You know, the girls that didn't want to do this, that found themselves in this circumstance and don't have an out, find a way where they could gain some, you know, when it's decriminalized, a way to gain some sort of training, some sort of job experience, some sort of coaching, some sort of therapy, all these different things, you know, social service shit that can help navigate them and put them and 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 re-network them into a different aspect of society for the girls that want to. Uh, and the other girls that like what they do and want to keep doing it, at least they can be regularly tested. At least they can, they can re, you know, report this as an actual job um, and, and pay taxes. And then also protect them from fucking weirdos and drunk assholes. You know what I'm saying? That too, like the whole silent alarm thing in Amsterdam. And at least it's in a secure environment as well. So it's weird because Singapore has legal prostitution, but they'll fucking kill you if they find weed on you. You can't even chew gum in the country. Like to me, that's fucking crazy. You can't even chew gum. I think, I think gambling too, most aspects of gambling, like sport, all types of sports and shit in Australia has been legalized as well. I think Singapore too. So eventually, you know, when governments legalize shit, when it was illegal, it's not like it was unhealthy or bad. They don't really give a fuck about that. It just wasn't in their control to profit off from. So when it does become legal, like weed or alcohol, you know, whatever it is, because prohibition, they realize, oh, fuck, we're not making any money. So they just don't want to allow their competitors. Because that's what other people are. Criminal organizations are competitors to the government. That's really all it is. It's not bad versus good. It's not the law versus outlaws. No, it's just competitors. People that, other people that make money serving their own people with their own set of rules and doing their own shit. So when government sees that competition, they're like, oh shit, we need to legalize it. So we are the only ones that make money of it. And then they become the monopoly. So... That's the sort of situation. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you made it to the end of this podcast episode. Please, uh-huh, what should I say? Um, share this with somebody. Shit. I mean, not this specific episode, maybe, but like the podcast in general. You know what I'm saying? If there was an episode before that you really liked and you think someone else would like it too, fucking share it with them. And then shoot me a message and introduce yourself to me on Z on Instagram or email me at zay15 at gmail.com so I can know the people that are fucking listening to me. So that way in the future... You know, when I'm super big, you come up and tell me, yo, I used to listen to all your episodes. You're my biggest fucking fan. I'm like, you lying ass. You ain't never DM me. You never email me. You never told me that you were my biggest fan before. But now that I'm rich and famous, you want to fuck with me? Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Show me some love right now. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, maybe you a writer or you write poems. You a storytelling your own way. You an artist, some shit. Maybe we can do things together. You know what I'm saying? So unfiltered vitamin Z on Instagram, Zaid UFZ for the music side and personal account. Sign up for the email list at zaid.com. Get a free music download upon signing up. And you get to stay tuned for exclusive content, news, promos, and future raffles and giveaways and shit like that. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your amazing fucking week. Peace.
UFC stuck in the ground or up in the air Theory of Z like C equals HC squared the vitamin Z from the river to the sea Forever get a river to dream Sprinkle then and set that tea We frame it the reality The full of vitamin Z from the river to the sea Forever get a refugee dream Sprinkle then and set that tea We frame it the reality Questions over answers Only Ryan with pants would have time for the eraser